Welcome back, as always, to Jump Prish Preed's Fantasy Follies. Final episode of the season. Quite a lick that bag season. And we're going to get straight into it. We've got a couple of interviews this afternoon before we get into Monday Night Football to determine the champion, which we know is just going to be Jesse. So without further ado, let's jump in. And hello, of course, to Anna Lee, who is a chatty little girl. And... Decided to make a little peep there. Hey, Annalie. Yeah. Hey, girl. What else you got to say? Nothing? All right. Let's talk to the commission. All right. We now welcome on a very special guest. He is the commissioner of this great league. He is, I don't know what place did you come in, 10th place? The 10th place finisher of Lick That Bag. He is, I don't know, he's, he's a lot of things, but he's, he's our commissioner, he's on, the, he's on the line. How are you doing, Pat? Good, good. Can we start again and, and make sure that you include that I have the fourth best winning record of all time with the least silverware of all time? The, the least at all uh, winnings of all time? No, the but we can, we can include that you needed to be petty about that in the intro, so we'll just keep this one. <laughs> That's right. And I also and I also told you to play Jameis Winston, which almost lost you that. So. Yes, I basically said, oh boy, James is telling me to pick Pittsburgh. I'm out. Yep. That, sh- that was – it made sense on paper. I will maintain that it made sense on paper and then yeah. whatever. Imagine, um, losing, imagine losing a Survivor League to the Jets. Oof. Oh, my God. In week 16 too. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. So, for all the, you know, fantasy football is a fickle little mistress. Like, you can think you're having the worst year of all time and end up positive. So, who knows? Yeah, it's almost like acting like the sky is falling in week three is not necessarily how it's all going to play out. But, James, that's my whole shtick. Yeah, I know. I'm well well aware. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny that Saquon, your number one overall pick, waited until week 16 when you were completely out of it to finally yeah. show up. Yeah, yeah, that was great. But the, uh, the other problem is I was facing the other number one pick, Kenyon Drake. Um, yep. And Devontae Parker, who apparently just needed Adam Gase to leave um, the Dolphins to, sh- to show that they're actually studs and not terrible. So, yeah. you know. Makes sense, makes sense. But what are we doing talking about actual football? This is stupid. Yeah, football's dumb. All right, so, it's, so it's Pat... The reason I the reason I wanted to have you on this is the it's the end of the season we're we're heading into the championship we're six points away from Jesse capturing his third league title um, which is just ridiculous but I I still maintain a belief that he's going to find a way to not win this because I am so against Kirk Cousins actually being a good good quarterback that we could see something good here um, but the reason the reason I got you on here is I'd love to get a. Uh, a season in review from the commissioner. We've got, a, you know, this is Lick That Bag season eight, maybe? Yeah. Um, I think it's, I heard nine. Oh, maybe it's nine. I, th- I 
think it started in 20 because it started in 2011 right didn't david join i don't know I that sounds maybe I can, I can look it up while we're talking actually okay well while you're looking that up the it's a season it's a season to remember but the commissioner is really the one part of your official duties is to provide the commissioner's report on the status of the league um, and so yeah. we'll give you this opportunity rather than delivering a written report to be able to give us all uh, your thoughts here here live on the radio. So Yeah, and I've been hard at work on this for the last minute and a half prior to you calling. Good, so. good, good. Well prepped. I mean, that pretty much sums up my approach to being commissioner this season as well. That, the thing I wanted to point out was that just amazes me because like this year has been the first year where I've actually been remotely busy like had a girlfriend moved in with her haven't been able to watch football I uh, got a new job like literally fantasy football dropped to like completely unimportant to me and I'm like behind Jesse owns a house he has a kid he's married and he works night shifts and is a like his job is way more taxing than mine I can at any time open the computer and just start looking at like fantasy shit mm-hmm. like I don't understand how he does it it's crazy of course ESPN's not freaking loading because this I'm so glad that that's something I'm adding to my report <laughs> stupid ESPN won't even load for me to look at this right now it's goddamn crazy it's the championship week and they first did that crazy thing last last week where they changed who was in the final based on some scoring mistake and now their site won't even load and it's literally the most important week of fantasy mm-hmm. like the worst company they're almost as bad Yeah, it's comparable. It's comparable. It's a close second. Yeah. Oh, they deleted our league. F you guys. Beautiful. Right, well, we yeah. So, um, yeah, commissioner's report. Well, so I think I broke it down into like five different sections. Okay. So I'll start. I think um, the first thing I'll start with is uh, content. I think we all owe a round of applause. I give an A for content, an A, a straight A, and it's almost exclusively yours, James. I think Ooh. we had that video at the beginning. A subcategory is of videos. I give a D on videos because we only did video. <laughs> That's um, true. Which was only it wasn't even that great. It was fine. But content as a whole, I give an A. It could have been an A plus if you had um, if you had been able to ball in um, t-shirt. For the audience, <laughs> which I really want, but it's an A so far. Still room, still time to make it an A plus if that shirt becomes available. Well, you know, J- Jesse can take the winnings from from the league and invest it into what we all need for next year. So I, I'm I am not going to buy everybody a thirty dollars shirt, <laughs> but <laughs> that should be Jesse to the league is a shirt for everyone um, because he literally has just been taking our money every year. That's true. I'd say I, my next category is bitching and whining. Um, okay. I gave us actually a B plus for bitching and whining this year, but uh-huh. I'm not sure that's necessarily due to the league. I was on a um, an important call like in uh, like maybe late September, and I um, muted the G chat because it was being wicked annoying while I was on the call, and I just never took it off mute for the entire season, which is not very commissioner of me. But I just, I, it's been great. I just put it on <laughs> and just like every now and then, once, once I'll take a look and see what people have been complaining about. 
about and usually by the time I read it like whatever they were bitching about has been moved on by Bryce like posting weird crap or memes or whatever it might be makes sense it's, it's been you know that's been a real brush, breath of fresh air just pain zero <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought I was wondering if if B plus was based on the quality of the bitching or the or the amount of the bitching, but I think the quality of the bitching is always an F because the people who I mean, you're the only one of the people who complain the most who can put together a competent complaint. We hmm. have like we have like Gonzo and Sam who just are extremely confusing and hard to follow. Well, so. their bitching is that they would like to win the league, and, <laughs> and they're not. So please change the rules. <laughs> That's my next uh, competitiveness. And I actually give uh, competitiveness a B this year. Um, okay. We had Jesse and Bart in the final, which is kind of blah. But the new blood of having Gonzo make it was really great. And having Ben uh, in the mix too there, um, that was fun. And I liked having kind of like the, that. And, and tying into that is the idea for next year of potentially changing how we do this. That, that The inspiration of that idea of kind of doing a March Madness style bracket, I think really is pretty awesome. And yeah. not because, yeah, not because my team, whether, when I make the playoffs, even though I've made the playoffs more than most people in this league and my team's falling apart when I make the playoffs and I'm starting like Ryan Tannehill or Bortles and getting smashed. Yep. So it's not helping me. I just like the idea of everyone. This point of this league's always been to keep people engaged and having fun. And it's a $50 league. Like I'm sure all of us play in a more expensive league. And so I think, um, keeping it like entertaining I love the idea of that because you get the reward for consistent performance throughout the year right if you're the throughout the year you're gonna get paid but then after that it's like you can still make a run and beat the Duke but you still gotta close out in March Madness that's right and, and there's gonna be that crazy sweet 16 team like Merck that just decides <laughs> to go absolutely nuts and it would be just like I think totally fun for us um, to have that, and we can, and as it, I'm sure, like with the amount of people that come up with ideas and stuff in this league, like you know, having a bracket or whatever, it yeah, be, it'd be just a, lot, a ton of fun. Well, so I, really I think the other thing too is like the whole concept of like, oh, let's use points for to determine the draft order as a way to keep people motivated. Like that realistically doesn't work. Like people don't yeah. care enough. Well, so I mean, if you're I'm out, you're out. Sure. Yeah. But if you're in the playoffs, like you have to still at least be like, all right, well, fuck, this guy's injured. I need to at least get some kind of a competent replacement yeah. here. I can't just mail it in. Or you just go, okay, I got to start thinking two steps ahead. It's week eight, and I'm just, I'm just right now two and six. Wow, almost pat Nat, that one. Two and six, but I need to just start putting my team together for the end of the year. Like I need yeah. to get my madness run in order. So. I'm going to pick up like this guy who might come back in three weeks and I'm going to pick up this, like it's, it's an interesting element of like, you know, you're not going to throw away your, your, your game because your team can, it can all come together and you can win the, when I, my, my, the league I won, we essentially did this. We were um, four and six and ended up coming in seven and six with like a winning streak at the end. And then knocked off the two best teams to make it to the final and now are in the final and likely going to win. And we were a 7-6 team. I mean, we were the third most points, but it, that's fantasy for yep. you, right? You build the best team at the end, you should be able to get some kind of... You have you have basically 12 weeks to build the best team. And it'll incentivize a bunch of crazy trades. It'll be, it'll be the way yeah. we need it to be. I like it. I like it. And then, so the last thing I have is uh, league grades, individual league grades. Oh, good. <laughs> so I put Jesse and James A+. Plus. 
and this is based on level of engagement. So I give you and Jesse A plus. Jesse's like lives on that freaking chat. Yep. <laughs> okay. And of course you for the podcast. I give um Gonzo, Bryce, and Bart B pluses. I feel like they've been pretty um active and 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 a part of it. I give um Monroe a C. Um, I feel like he's been contributing, but also I think I I feel like he might be losing his mind a little bit. He's <laughs> more and more ingrained in like just being this super bizarre person. He's getting weirder, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. I I, I mean. We always made the Canadian jokes as if it's like, oh, he's just like this weird Canadian. But it's like, it's not Canadian anymore. It's just weird Sam. Yeah. Someone asked me the other day, like, does he have a good job? Does he all done a good job? I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He's, so I give Monroe a C. He's been, I'd say he's been present, but maybe not like mentally present. Present, but not accounted for. Yeah. 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 He's basically like, the equivalent of the, the person who showed up to the impeachment vote and just was like, yeah, present. Yep, exactly. I haven't really, really been paid following this whole thing, and I don't think my vote matters too much. So I'm, uh, yeah, I've been here, though. And then I give um, me, Sean, Wavy, and Brian a D. I feel like Brian and Sean, Brian pays attention, but he's a silent stakeholder. Yep. Uh, Sean's been busy, and, and Wavy, I think, Wavy will just pop in and say something super controversial and be like a random dick. Like, and then just vanished again, and you can't even get a report. <laughs> Gone. But I think he's watched zero amount of football the entire year. He's just Love abandoned it. 100%. He's out. He just plays out of, like, pure, like, oh, I gotta do this chore. Yeah. <laughs> and then I give Burke and Ben an F. Even though Burke's currently stomping me, the guy is, like, literally completely gone. Neither of them paid until literally playoffs were starting and they were like oh i guess you might pay for this league like they're completely everyone's busy i get it that they, they probably have the two busiest job with it's been like a cfo and burke's literally working the emergency room but like everyone takes a shit so yep your phone yep <laughs> i don't even know if they will still listen those are the two least likely to listen to this podcast i don't i can probably say whatever they want yeah they no they won't listen they won't listen ben has no idea that i called him out for not providing a uh, voicemail at the beginning of the playoffs. He has no idea. We should start just just le- leading a anti Burke and Ben campaign on the podcast every week. I'm into it. I'll no idea. I'll no idea. So those are my grades. I give myself a D. I think I was terrible this year. I really did not pay any attention. I was, I was completely want away commissioner, but hey. Yeah. I guess. So. Uh, I mean, it's that's usually how I approach fantasy is to pay no attention to what day of the week it is, miss miss waiver pickups, all the good stuff. So, you know, there's no judgment here. You got John Prishbeet on the line. He has never made it to the playoffs, so don't even worry about that. The only trade I did, there was zero conversation, and Wavy just sent me, and I was like, yeah, sure. That <laughs> was so, There's only three total, so yeah. we, weren't, we weren't really very good at that. Yeah, it might. Yeah, there might be some rule changes as people get older and start stop giving as much of a shit about this. But I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. But I think overall, everyone would say that this was probably the, at least the most fun league. I was in two leagues this year that just sucked. That was like, why am I doing this again? So we'll see. Yeah, I dropped down to only this one because I, I mean, I was. As much as I was not paying attention to this one, it was even less than the other ones. So I was just like, I can't yeah. do this anymore. This is this yeah. is done, and it was good. Yeah. I was able to funnel all my energy into this punishment, which I've now become 
to actually enjoy. So. <laughs> Yeah, we got to bring those back. I've been seeing those on, um, seeing those on Instagram and like people trying to. They they know that they got me once, so they really are trying to get me again. Yeah. <laughs> they want me to get Gilbert Gottfried on this thing. How much is he? Do you remember? Uh, I didn't look at the price, but he screamed Aflac at me or something when I skimmed through Instagram. So. Oh, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Uh... It, it, I agree. I think I agree with most of those letter grades. I think uh, – what did you give Gonzo? I gave Gonzo a B plus. B plus? I think that's, yeah. I think that's probably a fair grade. I, I think if the ability to just have his random-ass dream kind of permeate the entirety of the season was, was nice. And it's, <laughs> Bryce, I, I should have graded Bryce lower because he's just been such like a grumpy, curmudgeon shit all year. Yeah. He really has been. Why does that guy still watch, like, listen to WEI? I, it is, like, beyond me. I can't understand. He, like, just gets worked into a tizzy and then bitches to us. And we're like, dude, we've had this conversation 15 times. We get it. We get it. Yep. You hate Carl from, from, from Jack's Construction and Lobster Company. We get it. You hate the guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, number one Belichick fan. Like, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. The average Patriots fan is not calling in saying, you know what? I think Bill's got to fucking drop Brady. I think he's not showing up. I think it's <laughs> it's time to say goodbye. Pack it in. There was a um, news story that uh, that someone stole a lobster truck with like um, $100,000 worth of lobster in the North End. And another guy chased him with a different lobster truck and crashed into each other in the North End. Um, the most Boston news story of all time, and I think that they were both calling in. That what happened was they were probably calling into WEI. Yep. Uh, Bench and Brady here, and uh, <laughs> that ended up causing that chaos. You know, I think we we should have fucking kept Antonio Brown around. I don't believe it. I don't believe any of the stuff about him. He's he's a good guy. But I will say my um, my Patriots hot take that I would say on the uh, on the. Um, you know, on WEIs, I don't think we have it this year. I, there's too many, you know, I don't think that the circle the wagons, put it all together. I don't know if that run's coming. So I think yeah. we're going to, I'm trying to maybe hedge my bets so I don't get super disappointed when we get stomped by the Ravens in like the divisional round or whatever, but I, it doesn't seem likely. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I, I'm, I've mentally prepared myself for that by like week eight. I was just like, yeah, this isn't it. Um, yeah, we'll see. To be in that position where you can be like, oh, this is the year we might not win is... Yeah, exactly. That's all right. <laughs> so it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, I think the, the matchup I most want to see might be um, Baltimore-San Francisco could be a fun one. Or well, I think they just kill Seattle, but San Francisco could be fun. Yeah, I, I just don't... I don't think that's fun because Jimmy G is not going to be ready for that. Like, I, I want yeah. two good quarterbacks. I want it to be like Saints, Ravens, or something like that. Yes. Okay. Like, yeah. I'm on board. That'd be dope. Yeah. Great. Well, yeah. So we're making the mistake of almost talking real football again. So I guess we should call it. A, Now's call as good a time as any just to call it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Keep up the good work and have a good holiday. All right. Have a good one, bud. Later, buddy. Bye. This season of Jump Prishpreet's Fantasy Follies has been brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Gelson's Party Sardines.
the perfect snack for your holiday gatherings. Host people with the new uh, Gelson's hosting flavors like uh, cream cheese and banana peels. Really lovely rind of the banana. And it's just a great, great treat. Anna Lee loves that stuff. Uh, you can also try their new uh, roasted cauliflower and vinaigrette version, which is a just normal version, really. And it's probably their least popular seller because it just, I guess it just works too well. So maybe I'm not supposed to tell that about, about Gelson's. But anyway, uh, as always, check them out at gelsons.com backslash party sardines backslash stinky jummy prish this season that'll get you 25 percent off your first crate and the crate comes with a variety pack of flavors so you really get to try which ones you really love and then when you come back later you can use stinky jummy prishier and you can get 10 percent off your second crate so check that out gelsons.com backslash party sardines backslash stinky jummy prish or backslash stinky jummy prishier all right, welcome back to Jump Prish Breeds Fantasy Follies, uh, and this is another one of my guests this afternoon. We've got the man in the championship, the one con, back for his second appearance on Jump Prish Breeds Fantasy Follies. It is Jesse Castleman. How you doing, buddy? Hanging in there. Getting ready for Christmas. We're uh, taking up the foam floor. We're going to get ready for hosting Melissa's family on uh, Wednesday. So um, it's actually crazy because we ordered a new table. Uh, last oh. week, and it started splintering immediately, which was awesome. So we had to pull up the as new stuff does. And, yep, that's what our stuff does around here. Everything's falling apart, but it's okay because I'm in the fantasy finals. So that's right. This. All those, all those winnings from potentially getting six points out of Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, you can buy yourself a nice new table. That's right, and uh, you know what? I, I think it's uh, as well deserved. Yeah. A table for like that bag champion. Nice, yes. nice. So how are you feeling going into it? You feel like the six points is doable? Uh, the only thing that might happen is somebody could die, so hopefully nobody dies. And, um, somebody could die, yes. <laughs> and uh, honestly, I think I'm going to play going over the field because that Vikings offense uh, has a very good rushing game. And uh, thankfully, Bart didn't play Andrews because that probably would be the end of it for me. Um, and... Connor got injured, and uh, Metcalf didn't put up any points, so I guess I'm in a good spot tonight. Yeah, it would have been, you know, it would have been a lot more interesting if there was something something real to happen. Like, if you're really chasing it, and it's Diggs and Thielen, or Diggs and Boone, or Thielen and Boone, one of those those two being like, all right, we really got to get these 22 points. Yeah. yeah. But, no. Nope. Yeah, it, it could have been a lot more dramatic, yep. um, unfortunately, but I'm trying to play it up a little bit. Hopefully, uh get people interested get some I, viewers i still believe in some drama i i believe like if you play boone like i'm i am going to be rooting for like second carry of the day fumble <laughs> and then they're like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amir abdullah plays the rest of the game yeah that could happen, I guess. amir plays the rest of the game and then like Diggs has like 11 yards into the fourth quarter <laughs> and he just gets like one big play like, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, um well, you know, uh, as as the de facto champion, you uh, you're always in the mix. You're kind of you've become the league champion, even though you've only won twice, and you're now in your second final in, in two years. 
I thought it would be relevant for you, for us to kind of walk through a few superlatives, and, and I think you're the right person to give out some of these. So we've got a we've got a few that we need to hand out this year as part of our you know Bart or Pat lost all the trophies by switching over to sleeper like an idiot. Um, so we got to give out some new trophies. Pat, such yeah, a bad funny. choice going to sleeper, you idiot. Idiot. <laughs> So let's let's give out a few superlatives here. Um, you know, and the first award that I think we we need to hand out is an important award. It is usually a hotly contested award in Lick That Bag. There's always at least two or three people fighting for it. It comes down to the wire. It is a full season award, and that award is the biggest whiner of Lick That Bag. Biggest whiner and lick that bag. So who are you? So who are the nominations? So I would like to nominate Pat, obviously, because he's a given. Um, he never seems to make it to where he should be or wants to be. Yeah. Which is okay. I'm okay with that because keep that whining coming. Someone's got to do it. Ah, um, and then, uh, do you want to nominate somebody? Yeah, I would. I would. I would nominate. I gotta nominate Bryce. Um, Bryce has become. Such a whiner about not making the playoffs and about Gonzo scoring 160 on him and all the things that have gone into Bryce's season being in turmoil. He's whining about the Patriots. He's whining about the Eagles secondary. He's whining, whining about the Eagles wide receivers. Boy, oh boy, is he whining quite a bit. So he's he's got to be in there. Yeah, he's got to be up there. He's He's been extra whiny this year. I don't know if it's just sour grapes or if it's like Angela's been hard time making him watch the Hallmark channel more mm. often. I have a sneaky suspicion that that's the problem, but um, I'm sorry if Carson Wentz likes to make more money on the side, you know? Oh, yeah, he's whining about tractors. forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> tractors, yeah, man. Um, but, yeah, that Bryce has been extra whining this year, but it's okay. He'll, he should be in the finals if we did Macho Madness, but... Um, yep. Yes. Next year, Bryce. Next year, Next year Bryce. You can get bounced in the first round as a three seed when you come up against the juggernaut of John Prishfried in the 12. <laughs> John Prishfried fancy follies from 12 to first place. Just like that. See, that's the beauty of the Macho Madness. That's right. But yeah, I, I think Bryce takes the cake this year, don't you? You're giving it to Bryce? Yeah, yeah I'll give it to Bryce. Yeah. You know, it was it was one of those things where it's like, you know, every once in a while there's those games where um, the, there's like a... The gambling line is like 98% probability to win for like three quarters and then all of a sudden it just goes and it becomes the other one. I feel like Pat was just locked and loaded for always nine, ten weeks of the season and Bryce just started spiking and it was coming and coming and coming and then he overtook it at the end. Carson Wentz in the tractor. I mean, you can't not give it to him after Carson Wentz in the tractor. Yeah, that's well done, Bryce. That is, it's as important, if not more important, than winning the championship. So you can you can put that on your resume. You are a one-time winner of the biggest whiner award on Lick That Bag. So congratulations, Bryce. A prestigious title, Bryce. Enjoy it. Yes. Okay, so let's shift gears here. I mean, whining, people who whine are obviously uh, fairly active in the league, either in the G-chats or in the sleeper app. Uh, really, anywhere to be honest. So, 
that's they're they're in their own active category. But let's let's use this this chance to talk about the superlative of the most active in lick that bag. The ones that are really always making moves, always making things happen, chopping it up in the G chats. The most active people that really bring a whole new flavor to lick that bag. So who are your nominations? My nomination for most active this year has to go to Wavy Dave. Mm. He, he, the ghost of Wavy Dave is omnipresent. I feel like he's, he's always watching. He's like Santa. It is the season. And then he'll just throw out some random like comment here or there that just completely just... just it, I love it. it. He's the best. Wavy yeah. Dave, you're my guy. That's beautiful. You know, it's funny because I think if you looked at the G-Chat uh, history... B. Lee might have as many chats as Wavy for the season. <laughs> our mascot. Yes, our mascot. Yeah, I mean, Wavy's a good, a good one. I, I think there's a couple that also need to be mentioned. Obviously, Virk. Obviously, Ben. Um, the two absenteeists that have just been hanging out, having a good time, doing a whole lot of nothing, and finding hey, their ben way made into the playoffs the- this year. Ben, Ben's uh, most improved, in my opinion. Yeah. That's true, but he still didn't do anything. But he made it. <laughs> he was mostly Wamsley in the postseason, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But hey, third place, man. Heavy Wamsley. Heavy Wamsley. Okay, so if we're going to open the envelope and, and give it to a winner, who who are you giving it to? Oh, uh, probably Burke. He's never around. He's too busy being <laughs> a doctor and actually doing stuff that matters. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, Burke's the winner. And, and you know what? Um, I... In preparation for this segment, I actually did a little bit of research for us. I did, did a little fresh prish for everyone. Um, and I'm going to ask you a question. So I, I, I looked at the, the total transactions, and do this without looking it up. I looked at the total transactions by team for the 2019 season to see who, who actually was the most and least active, uh, who was making the most moves. And unsurprisingly, Virk was at the bottom. Um, but he was tied with somebody for last place. Okay. Now, without, without looking, who do you think he was tied with for last place? Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Sugar Shom. Sugar Shom, huh? Yeah. Uh, incorrect. There was actually a few people le- less active than Sugar Shom. And, and rather than just play this guessing game back and forth, unless you want to guess one more time, I will just give you the answer. Okay. So, Virk, so th- let me just give you a little bit of context. So, on average, Lick That Bag made, uh, each, each captain made 29.7 moves per, in the fantasy season. That includes trades, free agent pickups, waiver pickups. 29.7. Virk made 11. 11 moves in 16 weeks. He had zero trades, nine free agent pickups, and two waiver pickups. So he only put money on the line twice <laughs> and, and got his guys, apparently. Um, so he had 11, and it's, it's an interesting one that, that's tied with him because it's, it ties into a little bit of the chatter that was going on in the G-Chats today. Bart has only made 11 moves and lick that bag. Six free agent pickups, five waivers, zero trades. Wow. Yeah. That makes total sense now. I mean, yep. he did draft a very 
um, dependable team. I think he had a lot of depth, so I'm not surprised there. Yep. Um, but that may come back to bite him in the ass here. In the end. That's right. So who do you who do you think was on the opposite end of the spectrum? Who do you think made the most moves in 2019? Uh, I think it was me. You think it was you? Yeah, it was either me or <clears throat> I'm trying to think who else made a lot. Gonzo probably made some moves. Um, you or Gonzo? Okay. Yeah. Um, no, there were three people that made more moves than you. Um, one of whom you nominated for most active. Wavy Davy made 44 moves. You Damn, only you only made active. 36. So you were so you were twenty one percent above the average. He was forty eight percent above the average. But Wavy was not the most active. Oh damn! The most active was Old Jummy. Sixty three moves. I was a firecracker on those on those waiver wires. I made thirty one free agent pickups, thirty two waiver moves, zero trades. So, so I was one hundred and twelve percent above. The league average, and it got me eleventh place. <laughs> <laughs> I need to review that because that's just that's shocking. Mm-hmm. Jump, jump! You didn't lose for lack of effort. I'll tell you. That's that. what I'm saying. That's you know, all bad luck. I'm just trying to shift the narrative that I don't try because I did try this year, and that makes it almost worse. Um, yeah. <laughs> some people got it. Some people don't. But hey, there's always macho madness, baby. Yeah. Get hot. Well, it's, you know, it's, I, I think of it as I, I had what turned out to be a very bad draft and it got a couple of my big, my big names just showed up maybe one week this year. So I had to just keep grinding and fighting and I made all the wrong choices and that's, that is what it is. Yeah. Well, you know what, Chum, um, I'm proud of you for trying and um, I got to say, in all seriousness, this uh, podcast has been probably the best thing that's happened this league. Uh, it's been very entertaining to listen to all season. I'm happy it's part of like that bag, and I'm looking forward to Sam uh, drizzling the queso shits all over it next oh year. Oh my god, the queso shits, the queso shits. Well, thanks for listening. I mean, you and you and Ghana are really keeping my keeping my downloads up. <laughs> I love it, in Ghana. Yeah, love it. I love it. All right, uh, let's let's knock out a couple more superlatives real quick before we uh, go into our final piece. So, uh, best riverboat grambler. Trading away probably his two best players at the beginning of the season for some weird reason. Yep. Uh, to maybe Dave, to the most active player in the league besides John Crispy. And uh, I'm sticking to that. Sammy Sevens. Sammy Sevens. It was a it was a big time gramble and it big time didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, nobody. Yeah, that's I mean that's the answer. It's it's true. And and uh, you know, I think Pat did a lot of riverboat grambling this season in, in daily fantasy. I don't think he did very well with it, but he did a lot of it. So there's, we'll give him, a, we'll at least give him that shout out. Yeah, that's true. Pat's pretty good grambler too. Yeah. And then uh, let's let's finish. Let's close it off with a little biggest hunk. Oh, biggest hunk. This one's this one's pretty much. I, I got this one locked in. Um, has to be uh, just due to the, to the name Sugasham. That's just such a hunky name. <laughs> That's a good answer. That's a good answer. I, you know, I was gonna give, I was gonna give biggest hunk to uh, to Gonzo. Oh, true. And and it's only because he he really outkicked his his team's perform his team's ability, making it to the playoffs, fighting through adversity, 
hunking his way to uh, immediately losing the first time he made it into the playoffs. So, you know, biggest hunk, Sugar Shom, you won it. Gonzo, you were a dark horse. But if Terrell Suggs didn't come get you, you would have been sitting on that crown. Oh, man. And also, you know, kudos to Gonzo for being a hunk and, uh, you know, having, uh, having the balls to make that baby. And uh, congratulations. He's got a little buddy on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and just for that, you know, I think he deserves it too. So let's just give it to both of them. Dual All right. Hunks. Dual Bro, champions. Hunks here, yeah. Dual hunks. Co-chairs are the biggest hunk. Congrats, Sugar Shom. And Gonzo. Well done. All right. So uh, given that it's the holiday season, uh, I, I need to ask you a question that, that I want to ask a number of people here. What, um, what gift are you giving to lick that bag this year? Oh, I'm giving the title of the Macho Man to see who brother is out there. Oh! So, yeah, that, that's my gift to lick that bag. I will be designing the, uh, the title belt uh, shortly. Um, after I can pop some some little bit of the chubbly tonight, hopefully after I take home the championship, um, and I will be getting that ready. Um, I'll be holding it until the winner of next year uh, comes and takes it from me. How about that? Hmm. Okay. So your gift is come and get it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I like exactly. it. I like it. Um, so the gift that I'm gonna have to give lick that bag this year, besides a crate of Gelson's party sardines for every participant. Um, (laughs) My gift, my gift that I'm giving lick that bag uh, this year is another season of Jum Prish Preed's fantasy follies. Sam can come in when he needs to. Sam can come in when he needs to and talk queso shits. But I, I think if we leave it to him, it just, we know it's just going to die. So so I will give, I will give us another, another year of John Prishpreet's fantasy follies. Should the downloads keep going? If you guys stop listening, it's fucking done because this is way more work than it needs to be. If nobody's going to listen. Yeah, yeah. You assholes start listening. Yeah. You assholes. Yeah. Ghana. Let's fucking yeah, spread Ghana. the thing around here. Yeah. Ghana's making us look bad guys. Yeah. So, uh, to close out, thanks, thanks for your time, but to close out, I want to give you, uh, 60 seconds to either state your case for or against the Macho Madness playoff process next year. All right. Uh, tell me when to start. Go. Oh, let me tell you something, brother. Oh, hi, Chuck. Um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, it's important to believe. Because honestly, if I keep winning this thing, then everybody's just gonna get sick of it. So that's that's my point. Oh, that's it. Just that's, that's it. Better chance of you not winning it if twelve people are in it. That's it. Huh. That's all I got. Okay. Good. Good argument. Thank you. Uh, we saved ourselves uh, forty-two seconds. So thank you for that. Hey, you got time to spare. You can spread it out amongst the rest of them. So there you go. You're welcome. That's my other gift too. Look that bag. Is Macho Madness? Uh, no, just uh, more time to talk about it. More time. time. Ah, there you go. There you go. I love I it. Know, it's, a, it's a small gift, but it's a gift nonetheless. It's coming with me. Yeah. We don't, we don't judge the size. It's, it's the motion of the gift that matters. <laughs> Thank you. All right. You. Well, good talking to you. Thanks, right. for, thanks for coming on the pod. All right, man. Uh, Bart, it's been a pleasure playing you. Um, see you all next year. Weep. Well, there you have it. Another season of Lick That Bag in the books. First season of John Prishpreet's Fantasy Follies in the books. It's been an honor to take you guys through it. 
and looking forward to next year. But you guys got to step it up and give me some interviews if you want it to keep going because I am running out of content. Running out of content. And we also need a new sponsor, so if you guys want to get on the promotional searching train, get the sales guys out there, get me a sponsor. Uh, Gelson's is going to ring my... Bring me to bring me to the cleaners if I don't uh, come up with something better, and they're gonna negotiate all these prices down on me. So, get me a new sponsor, get me some interviews, get me some segments, and look forward to season two. Jump Prishbreed, over and out. This episode is brought to you by a, a block of wood. Shit's crazy, right? Wood. You can friggin' you can friggin' use that stuff. Wood. dot com slash. Jumpwood. Book it. This episode is brought to you by Poopy Diapers. Good God, have I changed a lot of Poopy Diapers. Get me paid, diapers. This episode is brought to you by the Hallmark Channel, claiming the lives of multiple Lick That Bag participants over the course of the years and really showing no remorse over it. So thank you, Hallmark. You've ruined the Eagles season. You've ruined the Patriots season. You've ruined the Panthers' season. You've ruined the Jaguars' season. You've ruined the Titans' season. You've ruined... I guess that's everyone's season. Thanks, Hallmark, you jerks. This episode, and this season, really, has been brought to you by making big promises and not delivering on them, because I planned on doing this every week. Didn't happen. Planned on having interviews every week. Didn't happen. Planned on coming up with a bunch of different segments. Didn't happen. Thank you to Big Promises, No Deliveries. That's what it's all about. Just thank it till you make it. Shout out doctors, keeping us safe in emergency rooms, not playing the game, screwing it up, coming in ninth place, but should get 12th. Doctors. <laughs>